Welcome to Unchained, the radio program which addresses the challenges facing Christians today with short, pithy presentations, presenting a vigorous defense for Christianity's claim that the Holy Bible is God's inspired word. This series deconstructs the arguments of evolutionists, anti-theists, atheists, and other enemies of the Holy Bible. Here is your host, Pastor Rod Anderson. Hi, I'm Rod Anderson. Throughout the centuries and indeed down to our very day today, there have been and are brilliant scientists that have been leaders within their fields, breaking through the scientific barriers of their day, but still retain their belief in God. In fact, it was the astronomer, physicist and mathematician Galileo who lived during the 16th and the 17th century who said these words. I do not feel obliged to believe that the same God who has endowed us with senses, reason and intellect has intended us to forgo their use. Galileo said, God has given each one of us a brain and he expects us to use it. But Galileo also recognised the difference between religious faith and the separate discipline of science. In 1615, the Grand Duchess Christina asked Galileo how one might reconcile Copernicanism with the Bible. In his letter of reply, he wrote this in reference to the Holy Scriptures, and I quote, The Bible tells you how to go to heaven not how the heavens go. Galileo Galileo acknowledged the difference between the laws of nature that can be identified and explained by mathematics and science and the primary cause God who invoked those laws. As C.S. Lewis said, the architect of a home does not prove he exists by being a wall in the home, nor does God prove his existence by being a part of the universe. But Neil deGrasse Tyson, the atheist, also attacks even the most brilliant of science who believe in God. <laughs> even if you thought there were nine, there are now eight. Uh, the six primary planets are revolved about the sun in circles concentric with the sun and with motions directed towards the same parts and almost in the same plane. He's got the whole picture now and he's trying to sort of account for that. But he can't just simply doing two-body calculations certainly not without a computer or without a new kind of mathematics. He says, but it is not to be conceived, but is it not to be conceived that mere mechanical causes could give birth to so many regular motions? This most beautiful system of the sun, planets, and comets could only proceed from the counsel and dominion of an intelligent and powerful being. This is Isaac Newton invoking intelligent design at the limits of his knowledge. And I want to put on the table the fact that you have school systems wanting to put intelligent design into the classroom, but you also have the most brilliant people who ever walked this earth doing the same thing. And so... You notice in talking about one of the most influential thinkers and scientists that have ever lived, Isaac Newton, who formulated the laws of motion and universal gravity, Neil deGrasse Tyson says Isaac Newton is invoking intelligent design. But stop. Let's think about this for a moment because the way evolutionists such as Neil deGrasse Tyson and others attempt to convolute clear statements is absolutely criminal. Isaac Newton said, and I will repeat, the most beautiful system of the sun, planets and comets could only proceed from the counsel and dominion of an intelligent and powerful being. 
Isaac Newton was referring to the planetary motions, their orbits, as evidence of God. But Newton was not saying those gravitational laws are God because they are the secondary causes by which the observed phenomena is explained. Isaac Newton was merely stating the obvious, that the majestic order in which those laws are evident can only be explained by an all-powerful God. Neil deGrasse Tyson now turns his attention onto Christian Huygens, who lived in the 17th century. He was a prominent Dutch mathematician and scientist, and he was the discoverer of Titan, one of Saturn's moons, and he was the inventor of the pendulum clock as well. Listen to this. But anyhow, so Huygens, brilliant fellow, and one of the probes on the Cassini spacecraft was called Huygens, a, a, a European probe that descended to the surface of Titan. And so he's, he's, in, he's an important figure in the history of science. So what, is, what, what does he say in his writings? Well, uh, uh, you look at the year 1696, gravity was well known, laws of motion were well known, Newton was quite influential well before the turn of the century there. And so when he talks about the orbits of the planets, it's done. Talks about the moons of Jupiter, done. Talks about the new ring, rings around Saturn, done. It's all fine. But when he talks about biology and life, something that's not well understood then or today, Boom, there goes his references to God. But references to God were nowhere else in those writings. Nowhere else, he says. I suppose nobody would deny but that there's somewhat more of contrivance, somewhat more of miracle in the production and growth of plants and animals than in lifeless heaps of inanimate bodies. For the finger of God and the wisdom of divine providence is in them much more clearly manifested than in the other. He doesn't say that about the orbits. We're done with the orbits, as Mike Shermer had noted. We're done. He's in a place where nobody really know, has the answer. So he invokes, this is intelligent design once again. Neil deGrasse Tyson again falsifies what Huygens was stating. Let's read this time what he said, and I quote Huygens. I suppose nobody will deny but that there's somewhat more of contrivance, somewhat more of miracle in the production and growth of plants and animals than in lifeless heaps of inanimate bodies. For the finger of God and the wisdom of divine providence is in them much more clearly manifested than in the, uh, the other. Huygens' statement was based on observation was simply this. When you contrast the rocks that follow an elliptical orbit in space, they're only rocks, lifeless heaps. Nevertheless, their unusual orbits reveal laws of motions that motion rather that were put in place by God. However, when you contrast these inanimate objects with the biology of plants and animals, you see more wonderfully the miracle of God's life-giving laws close up animating each cell and the atoms that make up those cells more clearly revealing, as Huygens says, the finger of God and the wisdom of divine providence. Again, Huygens is identifying the laws that God has put in place, not God, the primary source of those natural laws. And Neil deGrasse Tyson is criminal in his misrepresentation of clearly written statements and then twisting it to suit his own bias. Now, Neil deGrasse Tyson continues to misrepresent the great minds of years gone by when science was still in its infancy by citing an 18th century 
uh, French scientist to buttress his fallacious position. His name is Pierre Simon Laplace. And in a story that may be apocryphal, but I see more in support of it than against it, this, is, this time coincides, of course, with the era of Napoleon, Napoleon being French and Laplace being French, no translation necessary. Napoleon, if you visited his library, it's not just sort of books of world history and battles, it's engineering books, it's physics books. This man wanted to know where his cannonballs would land, all right? He was much more than just sort of a lucky general. He was into the physics, the engineering, and the material science of war. And so he immediately summoned up the five-volume production of Laplace, read it through, cover to cover, called in Laplace and said, Sir, I have the exact quote here. Uh, hang on. Uh, should, uh, Napoleon asked him what role God played in the construction and regulation of the heavens. This is kind of like that's what Newton would ask, right? Laplace replies, Sir, I had no need for that hypothesis. And so what concerns me now is, even if you're as brilliant as Newton, you reach a point where you start basking in the majesty of God, and then your discovery stops. It just stops. You're kind of no good anymore for advancing that frontier, waiting for somebody else to come behind you who doesn't have God on the brain, and who says, that's a real... Neil deGrasse Tyson says that he believes that perhaps his story was apocryphal. Well, it is apocryphal because he's making it up. And, I, and he says that Laplace's reply was, I have no need of that hypothesis. The impression he wants us to accept is that scientific advances removes the need of God. But he did not share the entire quote. No surprise there. Here is Laplace's full statement to Napoleon, and he said this, I have no need of that hypothesis. The true object of the physical science is not the search for the primary causes, that is God, but the search of laws according to which the phenomena are produced. Far from denying the existence of God, Laplace was defining the true purpose of science to identify laws and the elements which God has put in place. But just as some of the greatest minds that have ever existed, Galilean, Huygens, Isaac Newton have believed in God because of their study of the Bible and their investigations into nature, some of the very best minds today are being employed to discredit the Bible and Neil deGrasse Tyson is quite happy to falsify information under the guise of science. But Tyson's science is not real science and all he does is bend the truth as easily as light bends through water and gravity. Now, if you go to YouTube type in my name, Rod Anderson, and the title is Genesis 1 Trustworthy, you will find more information on this very, very important subject. But I want you to know the truth and what the Bible says on these subjects, and it's so very important. And to that end, I want you to have a free set of Bible reading guides from The Orchard. This is a 25-part set of studies that are easy to do that will improve your understanding of the Bible's key teachings in a remarkably short time. And all you have to do to receive them is send me an email with your name, postal address and phone number two, info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au, that is info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au, or go to our website theorchardmelbourne.org.au and go to the tab mark contact us and follow the prompts and they will be mailed to you. Well, our time has run out again, but I look forward to being with you next time. Remember, the truth has nothing to fear from investigation. I'm Rod Anderson. Goodbye for now. 
have been listening to Unchained. We look forward to your company here next time on 3ABN Australia Radio as we continue this series with Pastor Rod Anderson. I sing the mighty, sing the mighty That spreads the flowing seas abroad And built the lofty skies I sing the wisdom that ordained The sun to roll the day The moon shines full at His command And all the stars obey I sing the goodness of the Lord that fills the earth with food. He formed the creatures with His word and then pronounced them good. Lord, how Thy wonders are displayed where I turn my eye. If I Or gaze upon the sky There's not a plant or flower below But makes thy glories known Or clouds arise That song was brought to us by the Ball Brothers, I Sing the Mighty Power of God.